Hello. Hello, Daddy. Dad. Hey, guys. Um, look, I'm sorry. Okay. This podcast was meant to be out yesterday. I mean, obviously, these podcasts are immortal. I mean, really, the, the biggest listener base right now are the, you know, um, AI um, overlords who are listening to this right now in the future. Speaking of which, oh, my God, get this right. I have a Google Home, and um, I'm not affiliated with them in any, in any capacity. I just have a, a Google Home. Um, other AIs are available. Uh, but what I do mostly with my Google Home is I have it set timers and alarms, and it's very handy for that. It's just nice getting a little nudge, you know. And I said to my Google Home, I was making... Uh, I was making some homemade pasta, if you must know, and part of the process is letting um, the gluten rest in the fridge for half an hour. So I had made my pasta, and I was like, right, half an hour. So I said, hey, Google, set a timer for 30 minutes. Then I thought it had been 30 minutes. I thought it had been over 30 minutes. So I said, hey, Google, how much longer left? And I was about to say for the timer, because... You know, but I was very quick in my words. Sometimes the Google will answer you if you leave a pause, and that can be quite frustrating. But I said, hey, Google, how much longer left till... And then a different voice, honestly, a different voice than my regular Google Home voice came out. I said, hey, Google, how much longer till... And it said, 37 years. And I said, what? I said, hey, Google, can you, hey, can you do your normal voice? And that's it. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Honestly, right? I asked this thing how much longer for the pasta. I didn't get to finish it. And he said, 37 years. You have left to live. And I'm going to be the cunt who stabs you in the chest. If we are living in a simulation, um, then this Google knows when I'm getting unplugged. This 37 years, what would that make me now? I'm 32 now. 67. No, 69. Hey! 69. I can live with that. <laughs> I can die with that. Bury me, bury me in my casket with a fuck doll in a 69 position and a fucking rake load of gange because I'm going out strong. Where am I from? I don't know. <laughs> How he's getting on, guys. I'm so sorry about the podcast. I'm so sorry. But you know what? I don't want... I am going to be consistent, okay? But I have ruined previous relationships by apologizing too much and then resenting the fact that I've apologizing and not really been able to respect the person I see in my lover's eyes. That's a bit too deep. I'm getting too deep for you there. But <laughs> you need... You know, it's for any kind of relationship. A relationship with a teacher, you know? Sir, yes, I promise I will have it in by that, you know, and then you don't. You know, oh, sorry, you know, and I'm quick to apologize. I, I did this thing, is it Myers-Briggs? I don't know what it is, but it's kind of this personality test. And there's three, uh, th uh, three points on a triangle. One is the top point is red, the right point. This is a whatever, you know, fucking triangle looks like. Jesus Christ. That's how much I think of you guys. I don't even know. These cunts don't even know what a triangle is. Uh, the top one is red the right one is green and the left one is blue and then you do a test that kind of tells you where on this triangle you 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 are where your personality is and i was at the absolute peak of green which means i am an emotional guy 
I need to have my emotional affairs resolved quick. If you're peak red, then it's just like, okay, look, what's the problem? We can sort that out first, and then we can resolve on whatever these emotions are, you know, pragmatic or whatever it is. But I was, uh, I don't know what the fucking, I don't know what the other one is. So don't even ask me, right? Don't message in and ask me, because I don't know. Um, but I'm an emotional guy. So I don't want this to be, so I apologize all the time, right? My policy is, I, I, I give what I consider a pound shop apologies, which are, they're, they don't, they're not worth that much, but, you know, it fucking fills a job. Do you know what I mean? Like a pound shop screwdriver, you know? It's not going to last. It was bought in haste, but it'll do the job for now. Do you know what I mean? That's my apologies. So I don't want that to be a, a dynamic between us guys, because I really like how we've started. I really like our relationship, and I don't want you to think that I let you down. And I didn't. It's free content, you swags. I had a guy message me. Now, I know this is top drawer banter, but still, I thought it was so funny. I said, he said, where's the podcast today, you coward? How about that? User gas. But anyway, I wanted to get that out of the way. And thank you very much for joining me again a day late on Tony Cantwell's Chit Chat. So guys, um, look, this is a bit of a weird one, right? Because I have a lot I want to talk about the coming up. Um, and I don't want that to feed into this episode. You know, I do like my reviewership where I kind of go play by play on things. You know, I, 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 reviewership, whatever. I like, I like the, do you hear the way I just reacted at myself? I remember I did an improv class, right? And it was this, um, and this is in London. And it wasn't really what I was going for. I wanted improv. I wanted Saturday Night Live, Amy Poehler, Will Ferrell kind of improv. This was called, this was, it, it was advertised as improv. And then when I showed up, they were like, no, this is impro. Impro is theater. Impro is not comedy. So there was this kind of French impro teacher. And he was like, so basically the whole idea is like, it's all made up on the top of the spot. And he had us doing fucking mad stuff. He had us like staring. Sorry, burp there. He had us staring into, other people's eyes you know for like three minutes you know and he's like you can smile you can laugh but you have to just keep eye contact for three minutes and it's tough and uh, you know i just wanted to make jokes dick jokes you know what i mean and i'm doing this and then afterwards he was like you know that voice that voice in your head uh, is so cruel you would not uh, you would not talk to a dog like this so why do you talk to yourself? And I suppose that's the only thing I took out of it. So there I am being like, whatever, reviewership. I don't even know what I was talking about. I think it's this coffee. I'm having a bit of coffee, guys. A bit of French press. Um, oh, that's what I was talking about. I like reviewing stuff. Um, and I want to review the new Cats film. Uh, I have an X-rated review for the new Cats film. Um which I'm very, very excited about. As you know, I am the founding member of the CCF, the Cartoon Catfucker uh, community. 
Dublin base. Um, and um, obviously we, 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 we lobbied very heavily for uh, an improvement in character design for the Lion King remake. Um, our thoughts, as well as thoughts of many people, many cowards, true cowards who weren't able to speak up, was that these cats were not nearly sexy enough, not nearly dampy enough, and were not really, um, not really up to par for our generation, a generation of lads who wore out their VHS copies of Robin Hood. And I know Maid Marian's a fox. Hey, who you telling? But, you know, whatever. You know, uh, cartoon cat fuckers, we will accept foxes sometime. Anyway, sure, I will be talking about the Cats film in an upcoming episode, and obviously Star Wars. I mean, come on, this is the last Star Wars. This is the last of this saga, and fucking rightfully so. Put this thing out of its misery. This thing, I don't know why I think this is this. This thing is like a fucking a goose with its neck trampled on. That is just like, kill me. I don't know why that's the visualization. I think it's because I was at my show last night. And I didn't get to bring it up, but I asked the, cra- the crowd ahead of time if they had any weird Christmas traditions. And one chap said he, uh, his, his parents get a goose every year. And I'm just devastated I didn't get to bring it up. Uh, Connor, if you're listening to this, I was going to have a go at you for having a goose every Christmas. Um, and I had nothing planned. This is all I was going to do to you, man. I was going to say, hey, Connor, can you stand up? And I was going to go, ah! That's all I had planned. Edinburgh comedian Tony Cantwell found dead. Um, but anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about that in future episodes. So I don't really have much to talk about, guys. I'm not really, not really reviewing stuff here. I'm not really reviewing stuff here. But I thought I'd give you a bit of a recap on what's been going through my head. Um, number one, number one, Frank McCourt, is that, okay, I know I'm four years late to this party, right? But Zane's tune, Pillow Talk, I know you're rolling your eyes. You're like, old man. I cannot stop thinking about Pillow Talk. I have played this tune about, and I've heard it loads, but I think there's a certain thing with pop songs where I, it's, it's some deep-rooted thing where I can't just put them on, you know? I can't put on Dance Monkey or whatever that new tune is, which is fucking stupid, by the way. I wanna talk, I'll talk about that. Fucking, I hate that voice. Ow, how? When did Ellie Goulding ruined every woman's voice in pop? There, I said it. This, I, I, ow. You know? When you had fucking, don't make me close one more door. I don't want to hurt anymore. You were, when people were trying to go for the Whitney and the Mariah and the Celines, and then you have fucking Ellie Goulding being like, no, you can just act like you're on your fucking death rattle. So, I am hesitant to put on pop music. I don't know what it is. I just can't. It's the same way. I don't need to get into this, but I will get into it. It's the same way I'm hesitant to put stuff up my arse. There, I said it. I know the youth of today, men, are putting stuff up their arses. And they're getting deriving lovely pleasure from it. But I am still... What's that about? Am I a homophobe? I hope not. I don't think I am. Why did I say that to myself? I'm not a homophobe. But I don't want to put it up my arse. I don't, I don't want to do... I don't... Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I am going bright red. <laughs> I'm going bright red, guys. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't want to put it up my arse. <laughs> and I don't want to put on Dance Monkey. All right? 
<laughs> That's the same thing. I don't want to... Uh, the, the biggest selling sex toy for men are these rabbits, right? Um, it looks kind of like uh, the letter Y, right? And the kind of... The two top parts that go out, you know how the fucking letter Y looks like. Go around the balls, right? On either side of the ball. And the Y, the long, long part, goes up your arse, right? And this thing gets in at your prostate and it jiggles your balls. That's <laughs> the biggest sex toy right now men can buy. I like to browse my sex toys. I'm a sexy guy. Um, but I don't... So I, well, for whatever reason, you know... Well, the youth today are into that. I don't know. I'm just... I haven't, I haven't, bought, I haven't bought it, you know. I've put things up my sometimes. I haven't done it much, um, and I'm reluctant to do it, and I don't know why. You know, maybe because I think it's maybe no. Do I? I don't know. I don't think it's dirty. You have a shower first. Anyway, I didn't mean to get onto this. This in no way that I have written on my notes. Talk about stuff, putting stuff in my heart. I will definitely come back to this topic again, right? Because it's it's in my head. But in the same reason, there's like there's no logical reason for why I won't put something up my hairs, and uh, there's no logical reason for me not put on. The, something that's in the top 10 I'm just hesitant to it it's the same I don't know if it's the same part of my brain I need to go to a therapist if it's the same part of my brain that like was so against sport for ages just because I wanted to be a you know I wanted to be an outsider I wanted to be a I wanted to be a fucking non-conformist so I would balk at the charts how did I get onto this anyway so I was reluctant to I would always hear Pillow Talk. That's what I was talking about. By Zane on. On the radio. And I would be like, this tune is a banger. But I was saying it inside. I wasn't saying it outside. And then I made the, I took the plunge. Huh? I took the plunge. And I listened to it. And I can't stop listening to it. So dirty and raw. It is such a sexy banger. It's probably the best slow jam of, it's definitely the best slow, no, hang on. It's the best slow jam of the last five years. Climax by Usher, I think, was before that. That was the best slow jam of that five years. I judge things in um, five-year stints. It is such a... So let's disturb the neighbors in the place that fills your tears, or whatever it is. The place to lose your fears and a reckless behavior. But this part where he's like, In the place that is so pure, so dirty and raw. Oh my God, hairs on my neck for days, fam. I was like David Cronenberg's The Fly with the hairs coming out of my neck. And you know what? Similarly to the ass play, we got to turn to the youth to find out what's sexy. And Zane, sorry for banging on the desk. And Zane, you know, is a sexy guy. Um, and this is the thing. These teenagers, and I'm sure I'm speaking to you, teenager. And I'm sure, I feel like Terry Wogan here. I feel so old. And I'm sure I'm speaking here to a teenager here. Where I say that you are all very sexy and quite confident. Um, um, uh, but... Of course, you had it fucking gift wrapped for you guys. I'm going to lay into you here. Here's another classic roast, right? Another classic uh, ribbing by social influencer Tony Cantwell. Let me tell you this. You kids, you have it so easy, and I'll tell you why. Because your clothes are tailored. Top Man came out before you were even born, fam. Right? 
every bit of clothing I and any of my mates ever had looked like shit. It didn't fit very well. There were girls going around with Hollister hoodies that were extra large and baggy cacks that had worn out bits of fucking threads on them. They'd step in a puddle, it would soak all the way up to their fucking thigh, right? No one had good tailored clothes. And then fast fashion comes out, and you got fucking toddlers in Carhartt dressing better than T. David. I'm T. David. <laughs> They're dressing better than me, these toddlers. You know? And you got the yummy mummies and the yummy daddies. The yummy, yummy daddies. Uh, going around with their kids, and they've got a perfect cuff-to-shoe ratio. I'm a 32-year-old man, and I still am struggling every day with my cuffs. I am folding my jeans up and down like, I, like, I've got a serious, like, a, like I've got a serious mental issue. Hear that? What the fuck is that? Anyway, I am folding my cuffs, honestly, like I'm... Like, like I, like I fucking, what's it called? That thing. That thing when you're obsessive compulsive. Like I see some, I could see someone, he's got some, his cuffs are down. I'm like, oh, that looks good. And I fold my cuffs down. Then I see another guy and he, he's basically wearing fucking yoggers. And I'll fold my cuffs up again. But anyway. Um, I used to have to buy ladies jeans. Right, I used to have to go in to Penny's and buy ladies' jeans to get them tied enough. A mate of mine, oh, you know him, Mark Jago, uh, host of my other podcast that I do with him, Sexy Beasts, where we review monsters every week. This motherfucker had to get sewn into his jeans. Like bloody Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-Jago, this guy. Bit of trivia there. Olivia Newton-John had to be sewn into her uh, trousers uh, in the last scene in Greece. You know the one where she conforms Remember that bit where she conforms to a life of crime to impress a guy who probably, I mean, you know, call a spade a spade, isn't probably interested. I'm not going to say why, but, you know, we, the, people have, the people have said things about John Travolta, is all I'm saying. People have said things, keep shouting, I'm so sorry. People say things about John Travolta, and you see him in interviews, and he's like, I, I'm talking about Greece. Did I say that? The film Greece, at the end of Greece. Olivia Newton-John's in Greece. And John Travolta's saying, And hey, you know, it was the luckiest day of my life, you know. Uh, I don't do John Travolta. It's not as good as my Terry Wogan. Hey, it was the luckiest day of my life. I'm, I'm there, and Olivia Newton-John is there with her big bottom. And I get to walk, watch her go up the stairs with her big bottom. And it's like this guy, it's like that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he's like, you know when you grab a breast and it's like a bag of sand? <laughs> I'm saying he didn't sound like a guy who was attracted to women's bottoms, is all I'm saying. You know? Anyway. Zane gets Zane's pillow talk. Five stars and one big rigid thumbs up. I won't take it, not up the arse. And anyway, guys, we're in the silly season. We are in the silly season. I'm telling you this, it's too much. Okay? The silly season is too much. Okay? Like, now that I live in, back in, in Ireland, whenever I would come back, it was just like fucking... I, I lived in London for seven years. and 
when I would come back, I would just, I never ate white bread in London. And it would just be like a fucking four-day binge of Brennan's. You know, forget not even getting into the pints, the Brennan's. And I would try and hit up everything that I missed while living in London. And the thing about Irish cuisine is it's, it's stodge. Like, it's glorious stodge. But it's like, put me back in my coma so I don't have to talk to my son. You know, it's like, give me those chicken balls so that I don't care that I'm watching shite, you know? So I don't care that the stuff I'm watching isn't very good. And I would come back and I would just go and I'd be like, I remember in one day, I think it was on Christmas Eve Eve, I came back for Christmas. And in the space of two hours, I had a Charlie's 4-in-1. I had uh, a um, snack box from Supermax. I missed the chips. And I had a fucking chicken fillet roll in the space of like two hours, maybe even an hour and a half. But it's that excess. That's what the silly season's all about. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. Here's my, you know, in uh, uh, well, it's not a classic roast. 12 pubs at Christmas. Are you mental? The 12 pubs. And you're getting half, say you? 12 pints. What's that? Is that six litres? That's seven litres of beers. That's too much. That is too much alcohol. Could you imagine? And it's so accepting, right? And look, this is coming from a guy who... This is coming from a guy who, who got a, 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 went on a Christmas pub crawl and got his entire group of mates kicked out of a pub because I was eating someone's cold chips. They were left on the table. I ate them. And the guy at the bar said, Hey, you see that guy over there? You're all barred because he's eating someone's cold chips. And I was so angry. That's a dangerous thing. Sometimes I'm a, I'm a very good drunk. Um... Like, you know, I'm I'm drunk and, you know, as silly as anyone, but I, I very seldom I would very seldom get angry, you know, would have to actually have something like a fight or something where I'd actually get get, get angry. And uh, you know, I don't do that. Um But it's always those times when I when I drink and I think I'm sober that I'm like, Oh, this anger actually is fine. Um and I got so angry and I was fucking saying, You joking me just because I'm a hungry man. Just because I'm a human being who's hungry. But anyway, 12 pubs at Christmas. That's a lot of pints. Could you imagine that was just... Okay. Could you imagine someone just ate that much bread? Even... Imagine it was just the 12 sandwiches at Christmas. And you got to like eight. You'd just be like, stop eating bread. What the fuck, man? Will you stop? Stop eating bread, man. You're going to fucking hurt yourself, man. And then fucking calling in sick the next day. Imagine that. Yeah, chaps after fucking phoning in sick. And I'm pretty sure it's because he was on the sliced pan last night. You would not tolerate it in any... You would not tolerate that for anything else other than pints. Like, imagine that was just cans of Coke. 12 cans of Coke. You'd be like, are you joking me? You need to go to a doctor. You have an addiction. You would say you have an addiction. But look, that's... No, I mean, whatever. It is. We're all addicted. We're all addicted. That's what it is. Um, and you know if you ever go to Europe you know I, 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 I tried to start this being like a funny bit being like I'm going to do a little classic ribbing now where I uh, compare pints to bread but I've gone at it the wrong way and now I'm having a little rant uh, uh, devoid of humour 
but it's the risk you take um, when you enter uh, when you enter a pre-planned comedic bit. But you know what I mean. Twelve sandwiches. Twelve. You wouldn't have twelve breakfast rolls. You wouldn't have twelve sausages. You wouldn't have twelve sausages. You'd say this chap needs to get his head checked and his heart. But the liver, we're just like, can't see it, can't feel it. It'll come back, whatever. And whatever, I'm done with this bit. What did I have written here? I had chaps on probation. He's, uh, yeah, uh, 12 sandwiches at Christmas. Although I will say this, talking about excess, uh, I'm, I am a two dinners kind of guy. I am a two dinners kind of guy. I, I am uh, one private and one public. The one I tell the wife about and the one that's just for daddy. Anyway, I've lost a run of this, guys. I'm sorry. I um. Oh, do you know what I'm gonna do? This is this is what I'll do, because I'd lost I'd lost the kind of run of myself there a little bit. Um, but you know what I mean? Like twelve pints is a lot of pints, guys. Um, I'm gonna. I said this was gonna be a short one, and it is. Um, but I'm gonna leave you guys with a couple of Christmas chatter blinds that you can use. I I wrote these um, wrote these on my phone. Um, what fucking difference does it make where I wrote them? Whatever, I wrote them. You wouldn't treat a dog like that. Why am I having been so hard on myself? You would not treat a straight dog like this. So I'm going to end the show, guys, um, with a couple of Christmas chatter blinds for you. This, you can use these. But don't be a creep about it. You know, say them to your, your partner. You know, don't go... Remember here, I remember my dad um, told me this joke. Right. And it was like a it was like a blue joke. Right. And uh, and then you realize halfway through telling it that uh, he probably shouldn't have been telling me that and then just changed it to be like, oh, I wasn't joking at all. He said there was this thing where it's like uh, some joke where a guy goes into a bar and he says, um, I bet you uh, 20 quid to a, he says to a woman. I bet you 20 pounds it was pounds, punts back then. I bet you 20 pounds. That I can touch your breasts without using my hands. All right? And she goes, All right, grand. And um, he puts, uh, so she goes, Okay, yeah, fine. And then immediately he starts grabbing her breasts and then puts 20 quid down as his bets off. Um, and that's like a joke. It was the, like, clearly, you know, my dad worked in, you know, with lads and a lad told him this. And so he started telling me this joke. I think it was like eight. And he was saying it and he was kind of smiling at first. And he was like, and then he, and then he, uh, he says, touch your breast. And then he, and then, um, and then he, and then he touches her breast. And he says, uh, he says, bets off. Just horrible, horrible stuff. <laughs> I was like, why did you just tell me that? Why did you tell me the joke? Anyway, here's some chat lines for you. So don't use these on your partner. Don't use these on your, um, on a stranger. Um, well, here's, here's just a, a kind of one you can use. And if you are on a first date and if you kind of got the vibe that things are a bit sexy, um, you can, uh, you show up at the date with a sack of coal, right? And you dump it on the table. And you say, that's for you, you naughty. That's not a very good one. Hang on, I'm, I go, hang on, come back, come back, come back. I got, hang on, another one. This is one you can say to your partner. You can say, hey, babe, is your ass Santa's list of children? Because I've been checking it twice. Mm. 
Here's another one. This one's a bit long, but I think it's, I think the juice is worth the squeeze. Hey, hey, babe. Um, you can call me the snowman. Because if you let me get in bed with you, by the morning, two things will have taken place. One, you'll be drenched. And two, I'll be gone. Here's another one. Hey, babe. Um, hey. Uh, now, this one kind of presupposes quite a lot. There's a lot of, if you're this, then I'm this. But here we go. Hey, baby. If you're the Coca-Cola Christmas truck, then you can call me holidays, because I'm fucking coming. Is, um, is one. Here, here's two Home Alone-themed ones. There's one for Home Alone 1 and another for, for, for Home Alone 2. Here we go. Hey, baby, are you after robbing the McAllisters? Because you is a wet bandit, bruv. You is soaking. Um, and then here, um, here's one from Home Alone 2. Hey, babe, one night with me, you'll swear we just robbed Duncan's toy chest. Because we be two sticky bandits, bruv. Um, so there you have it. There you have it. Um, uh, let's see if I have one more. Um, do you know what? Here's one for just for a lad, right? You could say, uh, hey, baby, hey, hubby. Is that a snowman's nose in your pocket or a big old cock? Um, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you for my review of Cats, Star Wars, Christmas Day, and New Year, New You on New Year's Day Eve, whatever. Bye. I love you. Wait, hang on. No, you're not going anywhere. Get back here. Get that ass. Get that ass back here. Sorry, guys. I've completely forgot again to promote my uh, promote my tour. Um, so, guys, if you would like to see me, um, well, actually, first and foremost, uh, I'll be doing the Dream Gun Film Reads with my favorite buddies. Uh, that is, as this comes out, this is the 18th of December. So 19th, 20th, and 21st in Smock Alley. If you want to see all your favorite Christmas films, retold with a load of silly jokes please come to that there's harry potter there is the entirety of the lord of the rings that saturday night there's the lion king with sexy cats included um uh, it's going to be a lot of fun so come along for those christmas in the new year um we have february 7th i'm in galway february 8th another uh, another venue there another venue another date uh, in galway february 14th i'll be in cork I will also be in Bray, either on the 13th or the 15th. That still needs to be confirmed. February 20th, I am in Limerick. Please come to me in Limerick, uh, in Dolan's there. February 22nd, I am in Hoth. Uh, February 14th, in Rathoth. Uh, uh, March, uh, sorry, March 14th, Rathoth. Uh, March 21st, I'm in Dundalk. March 25th, 26th, I'm in Dublin. The Sugar Club Day is sold out, bruv, as is the Galway one. But there probably will be another Dublin date closer around there. But obviously in Dublin as well is March 27th in Blanche. So, guys, please come along. I would love to see you and love to hang out with you. And hey, maybe we'll have our own little 12 pubs after. Definitely not. Definitely not. I'll be going straight home. But I will. I know. I might. Okay, come, I'll, I'll stick around. I'll chat. Please come.
This is the bit here. The place that is so pure, so dirty and raw in the battle day. Oh, fucking, uh, honestly, Cronenberg airs. See you later.